You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headphones, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your team is the Blue Jays. I'm your host. Ryan Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, coming to you a little bit before game time today. Um, yeah, these these getaway day games are a little annoying, especially if you have to work. But uh, yeah, by the time you're hearing this, the game will have started. But hey, if you can't enjoy the game, at least we can enjoy talking about the Blue Jays like we're doing right now. As we do every day, and if you want to do it every day, you can subscribe on Himalaya, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, however you get podcasts. You can even do it in the car on the way home just by saying locked, play Locked On Blue Jays to whatever device you got in there. So we're going to focus on pitching today. Uh, in the second half, we're going to talk about some of the young pitchers and what the plans are for them. and and how they're looking so far. Most notably the two that pitched last night. But we actually have to start by talking about the veteran that pitched last night because that veteran is no longer on this team. Javi Guerra, who threw two innings last night, they were scoreless, so he dropped his ERA down to 540, but that's not enough to save his job. And he was designated for assignment today for the returning Ryan Tapera, which that is going to be very interesting to see how they work Tapera into the fold. I'm not sure he would get an inning or so today. Probably would just to kind of shake the rust off. But it's going to be interesting to see if they put Tapera back in that eighth inning role that Joe Biagini seems to have claimed for himself. Or if they do let Tapera become kind of a floater, like if there's a jam in the sixth inning or something like that, then Tapera might be called on in that instance instead of a Joe Biagini and Biagini be safe for a clean inning. So it's it's going to be... Um, interesting now that Montoyo's starting to get some of his arms back. Um, obviously David Phelps is another name that the Blue Jays are watching for the bullpen and not sure when he's going to be ready, but they're potentially targeting like an early May, uh, return for David Phelps. So once he comes in, that'll make things really interesting in that bullpen. So... So basically, yeah, the, the Blue Jays' bullpen should be bolstered with Tapera now back in. He's he's not fully all right. Uh, said he got a cortisone shot and lucked out and everything's good, which, I mean, that's that's great. But, again, you're, you're going to want to make sure there's nothing that really tweaks after that. Because that was the fear with Tapera when the injury first came up, that it was going to be something serious. So if if he can come in, 
deliver, you know, be a genie like numbers, which that that's something that we're saying now. If he can deliver be a genie like numbers, then that'll be great for the Blue Jays. As for Guerra, he's a veteran. He I'm not expecting him to be claimed on waivers. He'll probably end up going back down to Buffalo, which is what he was probably expecting at the beginning of spring training. And then that would be good for the Blue Jays to have that veteran arm there just while John Axford's working on coming back. Just to have someone there to, to again, look after the kids. Kind of that uh, Craig Breslow role. So I would expect Guerra to clear. I expect him to go back down and if needed later in the season, which you would think with Phelps coming back with Clayton Richard supposedly going to be back at some point, uh, Guerra would fall to about third on on the pecking order, just depending on who gets sent down. Because I, I fully expected Tim Meza to be a roster casualty. I still expect him to be a roster casualty when Phelps comes back. He, he needs to show some more consistency for my liking. But, yeah, it it does change the dynamic a little bit and gives Charlie Montoyo some more flexibility when it comes to the pitching staff so he's not having to run certain pitchers out in situations like he did last night. And we'll actually talk about that uh, coming up. But first, just a reminder that this podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the... First chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it's going to work just the same as those pills, but they're chewable. So you can take them anytime, day or night, even if you just had a big meal. They work twice as fast, so you'll be ready whenever you need to be. And, you know, it's the same color, so it's not like you're going to mix it up with other pills. It's prescribed online. Uh, Blue Chew ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor for this. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy and hear them call out for your pills. And there's just no awkwardness, which, you know, always a plus in this world. Uh, Blue Chew's made in the USA, prepares and ships directly to your door, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And if you visit bluechew.com right now, that's blue is in Blue Jay, you get your first shipment for free when you use the special cr- promo code MLB. You just pay the shipping, which is about $5. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I did want to talk about the pitchers who pitched last night, other than Javi Guerra, who's no longer on this team. Sorry, Javi. I was in your corner, and then you you turned into Miami, Javi, which is unnecessary on this roster. But let's talk about the two younger pitchers who went last night, and... We'll begin with last night's starter. That would be Trent Thornton, who, again, you're you're starting to see teams kind of figure out what Trent Thornton is about, and it's resulting 
in in Thornton having to deal with a lot of adversity in the past couple starts. You you saw it last night. Like he just it, it was tough to watch Trent just just try and essentially battle through uh, what the Twins were doing to him. But he did he did battle. Like that's the big thing. Like he he was not giving in to the Twins. He he did better than his start against Tampa Bay, but you know that's not really saying much. Um, he went four and two thirds innings, six hits, four runs, three walks, only three strikeouts, made it to ninety three pitches. So Montoyo's letting him get some run out there, but like you could you could just see he was wild. Um, don't know if that's that's a factor of pitching in Minnesota where it's been a little colder. He he has been playing in warmer climes before. But just that that first inning alone, like when when you have we're given a lead like that, which the Blue Jays have not done this season, is get a first inning run for their pitcher. And to kind of just give away that run like that on on wildness, on a on a pass ball really, because it if uh, if that ball doesn't get by um, Luke Maley, then you you wonder if uh, if Kepler would have scored on that cruise single, but it just it just put them in a position to really take advantage, and they they did eventually take the lead in that inning. It was it was a double play ball. It was a nice double play, but you still gave up the run. You still fell behind, and it was a lead that Minnesota would not relinquish. So it's just kind of tough in that scenario to see, you know, it, it self-inflicted wounds essentially for Trent Thornton. And as we said, he he battled, but just Jorge Polanco was on him all day. Nelson Cruz, veteran pitcher, was on him. So there's not a lot you can really do there, but Trent's gonna be able to fight through it. As much as he can, probably until Clayton Richard comes back, because with Ryan Baraki on the 60-day DL, they Clayton Richard's going to be starting now. I know the plan was hopefully push him, edge him towards the bullpen. That option's not available, especially with Trent Thornton pitching like this, because Trent Thornton is supposed to be in Buffalo working on this. He's not supposed to be, you know, getting hit up by guys like Nelson Cruz, by guys like Corey Polanco. So. When Clayton Richards ready, we'll probably see Trent Thornton go down. And then I wanted to talk about Elvis Luciano, who came in for Trent Thornton. And I could see on Twitter, as I was going through, just all the fans just like, oh, why is Elvis in when it's this close? Why why are we letting a teenager throw things like that? And I, I basically saw calls to give up on Elvis Luciano. And... If you're in that mindset where where you want to give up on him and just ship him out of town, you've completely forgotten why this season exists in Blue Jays history. And that is to get these younger guys, to get them experience, especially for a guy who, if you remove him from the roster, he's going back to Kansas City. And, and you don't really want to do that because you see things in Luciano that... You know, will serve this club very well in the future. And last night I brought up the example 
fittingly, since the Blue Jays were playing Minnesota, I brought up the example of Johan Santana, who was a Rule 5 pick, uh, was taken off of Houston and traded to Minnesota by Florida. And Santana pitched in about 87 innings in his rookie year and was garbage. He had a 649 ERA, just lottery balls. But, you know, by keeping him in the organization like that, the Twins were able to fine-tune him. He was able to go down to the minors and work on his changeup, which when you look at Luciano and and the speed that he does already have on his fastball as a teenager, if he can bump that up even a little bit, just consistently hit 95, 96, and then mix that up with like an 87 change or something like that, that is going to be very effective in today's MLB. So it makes sense to hold on to that as much as you can. And again, it, it gets tough to watch sometimes when he came in for, for his, for his innings last night and just was all over the place. Like I, I'm amazed Marwin Gonzalez found a pitch to hit because again, he was just everywhere around the plate last night. So I I will commend Marwin for that. But then you watch him settle in a bit. And, you know, you watch, obviously, Byron Buxton's going to swing at anything. So not as impressive to get him striking out. But to get a guy like Max Kepler to strike out swinging, that kind of shows you what Elvis might have to offer in the future if he, if he just harnesses that. So... You're you're gonna have to take the lumps with him. Obviously, you're like you're handing the keys to the to a roster spot to a teenager. So there are gonna be some scrapes on that car. That's why you give him the dinged up ninety one Accord that is the twenty nineteen Blue Jays season. That's why you don't give that to him when the Ferrari is in town. So that that's exactly what he needs to do. And I thought last night was a really good learning experience for him especially after the initial wildness he, he settled down he was able to pitch effectively and that's what you want to see from him like you you have to hope the walks will reel themselves back in a little bit but you know he's 19 he's not gonna have full control yet so just let him keep working on it let him let him do it here cuz that's that's what's going to happen like we said he's not he's not going to be forced to start but the goal is going to be like let him work on it let him get his pitching down and then potentially the blue jays could have a Cy Young winner which i mean since the days of Roy Halladay that would be beautiful to have back in the organization and not R.A. Dickey let's not get that twisted we, we want, like, a good one, not not the 40-year-old who managed to get the knuckler going for one day. Or one season, I guess. Need to do it a little more than one day. Anyway, that brings us to the end of today's episode. The game has already started, I believe. Unless, you know, there's more rain or something in Minnesota, which could be. You, you could never tell with those Midwest Aprils, but... Um, yeah, actually, while we're shooting this, the Blue Jays got another first inning run. So let's talk about that right quickly. Um, 
Randall Grishuk just blasting a pitch to dead center off Michael Pineda, which that that's good. You want to you want to see the power from Gritch. You you obviously want to see some any kind of hitting from the guy you're paying ten million dollars a year to now. But that's a good sign for Gritch if he can start getting that power swing back, because he's supposed to be a guy who has thirty home run power. So if again if he can find that, that really solidifies the center of the lineup. It's going to be Gritchuk. Vlad Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez. That's a that's a pretty good three four five. With Freddie Galvis hitting the way he's been hitting, that's a pretty good two. Eric Sogard is amazing, apparently. So that that's something at the top for now. But yeah, we'll see if Clay Buckles can hold this lead a little bit better than Trent Thornton did last night. But if if you want to catch up on this podcast, subscribe to it on. Himalaya, which is a curated podcast app. Do it on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. You can listen to it in your car. It's great. Clay Buckles just got Max Kepler out. That's awesome. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. I'll be on there tweeting momentarily. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you want to do that. And yeah, thank you as always for listening to the podcast Fan Friday tomorrow. So get your questions and comments in. We will discuss them. And until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network, for everyone at Jays from the Couch, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. <laughs>